0: Hey everybody, it's Trent McClellan. Welcome back to episode 34 of the Generators Podcast. Um, My guest this week is comedian and writer out of Hamilton, the Hammer, Ontario. Uh, The one and only Mr. Mace Scaloni. And uh, we had an amazing chat, really, really good. You know how you kind of know someone a little bit, but you've never really had a chance to sit down with them one-on-one? Not just in a podcast, but kind of in any capacity to really talk to them and get to know them and I felt like this uh this episode of the podcast allowed me to do that with Mace he's a good dude and really really talented and has had a lot of success at a very early age in in comedy so it's kind of cool to get into uh, a little bit about his background and stuff and find out what's going on with him so we're gonna I'm gonna get that going for you here in a second um as for me what's going on we had a really super busy week at 22 minutes and I was in a ton of different looks, so I've been putting those up on uh, Instagram and on Facebook for you guys to enjoy. I did RuPaul this week, which was really fun to do, and we had full-on um, drag queens as well on the show for a sketch. So um, I'm looking forward to see that played back on Monday night in front of the live audience to see uh, to see how that was all cut together. That was a lot of fun to do. And uh, yeah, it was pretty, a pretty hectic week in a lot of ways, but uh, it was really good. We put out a lot of stuff, and I think it's going to be... a uh, a really good episode, of course, the election. By the time you hear this, I guess the election results will already be done and dusted. And, um, uh, for those of you listening in America, Monday night is the election here in Canada. So we decide if we're going to keep our current prime minister or if we're getting a shiny brand new one. And, uh, you know, polls are pretty tight right now. So who knows? Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a changing of the guard or maybe we go another four years, uh, as we were, so to speak. So, We'll, uh, we'll see what's going to happen. Um, what did I do this weekend? What did I do? I did um, I did some guest spots this weekend at Yuck Yucks in Halifax, really enjoying, again, being on stage and uh, and working on some new things that are really good. So I'm in a good flow right now with lots of ideas coming to me and trying to get on stage as much as I can. But I should start looking at some other rooms around town and see what else is other rooms are out there maybe try and sneak in a couple more spots maybe be helpful for me so it's just hard when you're taping all day and then you might have lines to to run at night and uh, or you're doing some writing or whatever so it's hard to do it all plus i am doing this podcast for you fine folk and getting guests and sitting down with them and so you know there's a lot of hats i'm wearing here but uh i would like to try to sneak in a few more stand-up sets a week so i can be ready for the tour in the spring and uh we're still working on those dates my manager jake hirsch is busting his butt putting those things together it's not easy man like i know people say hey you should come here should come there it's like you know there's a lot of logistics involved when you're putting together a tour and trying to find venues that are a good size for you and yet their availability has to match your availability and logistically you can put you know a bunch of dates together in a row that make economic sense so you know there's a lot uh, that goes into it so Jake's been working hard behind the scenes and um and putting all that together so we hopefully will have some uh dates to announce for you here in the coming weeks and uh hope to see a bunch of you yeah in person out on the road doing my thing i started a a new facebook page everybody it's called the uh it's called the hunt for happiness Page and all it is basically is an opportunity for folks to post whatever makes them happy. So that could be a photograph of somebody or something or yourself or a story that you want to share, just anything that makes you happy. I thought, you know, it is a, uh, it can be pretty dark out there sometimes for some folks. And uh, I'm not saying you got to go around with a smile on your face every day, but like if you can just kind of wire your brain into like trying to find. Stuff that's good in your life, you know, it uh, it's amazing how that kind of resonates throughout the rest of your day. So, um, so that was what this page is devoted to, and and people have really taken to it. So, it's called the um, the hunt for happiness, and uh, yeah, check it out. I think you will you will enjoy some of the stories and that people are sharing and photographs and stuff that makes them happy. I've got a few things in there, and uh, yeah, it's starting to, to to catch on and build a bit of momentum. So, check that out if you get a chance. I'm also on you know Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. You can find me there too. so feel free to do that. So I hope you're having a good week. Hope you can find something happy to be happy about, you know. Again, sometimes you got to dig for it a little bit, you know, sometimes stuff's just not working out in your favor. Your expectations aren't getting met different ways, maybe personally, professionally, in you know, a friendship, in a relationship, whatever. You can really dwell on that for a long period of time, um, which I think is normal sometimes. to You know, you got you to gotta let something sit for a bit. It's things that are painful are painful, and you're going to feel them a little bit. But trying to find a way to kind of just, just switch gears a little bit and kind of put things in perspective and step back from it, um, I think that is very, very important for your mental health, for anyone's mental health. And so that's what this uh, Hunt for Happiness page is about, just about, you know, just trying to wire yourself to kind of look for those things that are that you consider good in your life and things that bring you joy. So check it out. But I hope you're doing well out there. I hope it's all good. Um, okay, let's get into it. So Mace Galoni, as I said, I haven't really sat down with Mace before. As I said, I see him at 22 minutes because he's a writer on our show and does a great job, but he's also a hilarious stand-up comedian, but... You know, you're busy. He's busy. You pass each other in the office like, hey, man, how was your weekend? Good. But I never really had a chance before to sit down with him and kind of really get to know him a little bit. And I honestly feel after this conversation that I know him far better. And I think you will, too, after you listen to this conversation. So here's part one with comedian and writer Mace Galone. Microphones are working. Why don't you try yours, Mace? See what's happening over there. Testing is it working? Well, we got bars going over here. Right. Sweet <laughs> madness, madness. Join with May, by Mace Galoni right now. I'd say I'll start this right off the top. When I first heard your name, this was a few years ago. I was like, man, yeah, that guy Mace Galoni is really good. I'm like, what's a Mace Galoni? Like that sounds so thug.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a weird it's. I, I, Thug is it definitely Mace sounds very. I mean, there's the rapper Mace, so like people compare it to that all the time. But I feel like Galoni adds like a silly twist at the end. Like yeah. it sounds like a meat of some
0: kind. Galoni, I would try Galoni. Like if someone's <laughs> like, we have tonight our special, we have this <laughs> on Galoni. Like, oh, I'll try Galoni. That sounds uh, delicious. Uh, sounds spicy. <laughs> it's got a kick to it. Like it's not spicy immediately, but after you swallow, it, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really tastes the a galoney there. Yeah, that's true.
1: Not too spicy, but it doesn't sit well. No, it doesn't. Sure.
0: It's going to it's going to linger. Yeah. stick around for a bit.
1: I almost changed uh it. I try. I I like entertained the idea of a stage name for a while. Did you really? Yeah, I I like it was like Earl it was like in my first probably year or two of doing stand up and then I never actually committed to it except one time I I like one afternoon I got all motivated. I changed my Facebook and then I saw I saw it there, and it just—I immediately felt so embarrassed. And I was like, still, I was like, no, it's a good decision. And I left it for probably three hours, and then I changed it back. But that was enough time for everybody in my in the Hamilton comedy scene, this small little comedy scene, to see this experiment that I did. And you gotta share like,
0: it. What was it? You, <laughs> you gotta let it out. It wasn't even
1: good. It was Mason Geller. <laughs> like I don't know why I thought that was better.
0: I love uh, that you kept the same initials. <laughs> You're like, okay. M- Mace Galoni, too much for people. I want to change it up. <laughs> I got it. Mason Geller. Oh, God. Dude, that was you really stretched yourself there. That was really... You went for it. <laughs> yeah, I
1: still... like. I, I, don't, I don't know if my face is turning red right now, but I feel sweaty just bringing that up oh god I don't know and then yeah you show up to the next open mic and everybody's like
0: hey Mason Keller (laughs) that's the problem for people listening right now like when you're a comedian it's like if you Remotely try anything different like you're gonna get punished for it. Everybody, you know is gonna bring that up They're gonna bring it up on social like comment on it like whoa (laughs) Who's this new comic Mason Geller? I heard he's (laughs) already got some credits like they're gonna make a joke (laughs) out of it or when they see you in person
1: for sure You're getting both barrels for sure. I mean one time the first time Sophie uh, 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 Was visiting me in Hamilton uh, that's she, sophie buttle everybody sophie very funny
0: comedian and writer
1: yeah hilarious uh, great comic uh and also my girlfriend there and sh- she Sound bought me
0: a black
1: sweater it's just a simple black sweater but it's really nice it was kind of like fancier than any of the other clothes i owned and uh, we are gonna go do a show and uh i was like oh maybe i'll wear that ah uh, maybe not like i don't know if like uh I, f- I said something about, and then I was like, no, I like it. I'll wear it. But I do think people are going to make fun of me. And she's like, what could they make fun of you for? Like, it's bl- It's just a plain, like, there's nothing. And I'm like, trust me. And then we show up, and immediately, uh, my friend Manolis is like, oh,
0: look at Louis C.K. over here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> The simplest thing you could ha- Oh, and also, that was before I should mention. Yes, this was many, many years ago. Yes. Uh, totally unrelated, uh, <laughs> for sure. That is so true. Like, I remember a friend of mine years ago. A uh, childhood friend of mine. We were all got together for Christmas. His girlfriend got him a nice, like baby blue dress shirt for Christmas. It was a nice shirt. <laughs> yeah, look, it looked really good. He showed up like Boxing Day. We're all getting together <laughs> having some drinks. Dude, the shit he took. <laughs> For the entire night. like, And she she showed up. And he said the same thing. He goes, like, no, you don't understand. I can't wear it. Like, She's like, what do you mean you don't like it? He goes, no, no, I love it. It's yeah. a really nice shirt. You just don't understand dudes. Yeah. Like, they're going to annihilate me. So when he showed up, we were doing stuff like, uh, <laughs> welcome to our play. The role of the sky is played by. And, like, that was the whole. <laughs> just dicks. Like, just. <laughs> Man showed up with a nice gift, for a beautiful shirt, and oh. it was like, "No, sorry, dude. Yeah, is that something new? <laughs> what do you got something new on over
1: there?" <laughs> yeah, it's that's the instinct. It's like, "Oh, are you trying something?
0: Are you are you stepping out of your lane, dude? Are you like?" <laughs> Hey, fellas, guys, look, just come over for a second. Mace has got on a black sweater he doesn't normally wear. Like, that's not a big deal. That's no, not. It's not. That's not stretching. And people wonder why we don't crank out brand new material all the time. It's because that's the atmosphere and climate we're in.
1: Oh, that's so true. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, subconsciously, yeah. maybe it's
0: not even the audience we fear as much as our peers were like, ooh, you had a rough set or whatever. Totally. And I
1: feel like it's also like taking a – Uh, creative chance in comedy is sometimes you're worried about like oh, is it going to seem like I'm trying to look like I know more than I do or like, because you want it like, I mean, I think we all kind of look up to certain comics, these comics that we aspire to that like took chances and did cool things but then you want to aspire to that same level and it's like
0: oh are you bill hicks now oh look at you yeah reinventing yourself <laughs> not in front of me you don't yeah i remember the old mace Galoney. in fact i remember mace geller that's how far back i go with this galoni that's- kid i remember when he was a different comic i mean literally <laughs> Facebook page the words that's so funny it's funny I was watching a U2 documentary about the making of uh, Octung Baby that album with one one was on that album and like Mm -hmm. even better than the real thing all those songs and they were that was a drastic change from everything they'd done up to that point and sonically musically they went in a totally different direction I think Bono said something like he goes in between what you were and where you're going there's nothing and I was like, man, that's Whoa. like, that's for. I thought the that's, parallel to comedy is so, so stark.
1: I don't even know if I understand that, and it feels really deep. You like, know what, what I mean? Yeah. Like if
0: you were like, like if you were like, uh, I'm gonna like retire all my material, yeah. and I'm gonna put it a brand new hour, and so you yeah. commit to that, like you're yeah. like, I'm not gonna use one old bit. Literally, in between those two periods, there is nothing, and that's terrifying. Oh, yeah, you have nothing okay. to hold on to. There's nothing to grasp. Yeah, it's right. all
1: and and all the history of, like all your experience doesn't matter because if no. you can't prove it on that night, people will watch and be like, "He
0: doesn't know what he's doing." That guy doesn't know. This is my first time seeing him. That guy was horrible. Yeah. Like, and I think that's the fear comedians have so every true. single time. Mm-hmm. Is like, wow, I am because it's it is literally like. Like, trying a new joke for the first time is still trying a new joke for the first time. Yeah. Whether you've been doing it a year, 15, 20, it's still like, I don't know if this is ready. I think some comics say, you know, like, I just know how to make it work, but I don't know. I still think there's a little bit of that insecurity in there.
1: Oh, I think you're right. Like, definitely, I'm sure there are simple mistakes that you just don't make. Like, you know, like there are, I, 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 I assume, just basics. That you might have screwed up when you first did it, that you just know to skip over. But in terms of getting it to actually work, I don't think there's any guarantee.
0: No, you won't know until you put it out there in front of strangers. It's funny you brought up the name thing, too, because McClellan is not an easy name for people to spell. Yeah. So I've had that butchered either in print, <laughs> on websites, on like billbo like the marquees. You're like, yeah. oh, I, who is this guy? I don't even know who that guy is. <laughs> well, that's you. That's you, Trevor McLaren. <laughs> From McLaren's (laughs) headline today? I thought I had. No. Yeah, yeah, welcome. What? What's happening? Is there a different, am I, is it double booked? (laughs) No, that's that's you up there, Troy. Get up there. (laughs) It's changing as they're talking to you. And I've always like, you know, not that I would make a big deal of it, but I've always thought like in Canada, it's already hard enough to make a name for yourself. Yeah. It doesn't help when your name is spelled 45 different ways. Like how would you get name recognition if Galoni is spelled (laughs) thirty-five? Is that this Mason Gaelic? You're like, (laughs) I was on a show once where the marquee behind me on the stage had my name wrong as I'm performing. That is incredible. And they were like, yeah, we can't change the graphic now because it's already in there and done. I'm like, so I got to perform for 15, 20 minutes in front of a thing that has my name spelled around the whole time?
1: (laughs) That'd be great if you were trying to get a tape for that night. Yeah. It's just...
0: (laughs) It's amazing. And then, like, you're like, okay, it's so easy to figure out. You could just Google my name, and then it's like, boom, there's the spelling, and you can just make sure it's right before you.
1: Also, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but can I, I got to blow my You made me laugh, and then I. (laughs) You need to blow your nose? I need to blow my nose. This is the first
0: time, dude. This is episode, I don't know, we're in our 30s for sure. (laughs) And you have to blow your nose? I'm not even pausing this. (laughs) Okay, I'll be quick. I'll be quick. Like, Like, yeah go ahead guys if you you need a, a like a description as to what's going on now mace is literally blowing his nose right now and it is insane what is coming out of that thing it's insane what's coming out of there there's like not... old punch lines there's car keys that he lost you a remote control dude what did you have up there make no wonder That was amazing that was quick too well done thank you thank he, you he actually got a... up from his chair went into the kitchen blew his nose Got rid of the tissue and came back and sat down all in the amount of time that yeah. I've been talking. <laughs> Man's an athlete, not just a comedian. The man is a supple, supple leopard, all right? That's well, what he is. It's those uh, 20 push ups a day that I do. Dude, when you're cranking out no 20s like that, when you're just busting out no 20s because you can, 20 yeah. push ups? Like not in one chunk, obviously. What's a small a to the kitchen? Nothing. <laughs> it's nothing to you. But I thought about that quickly about the name thing. I thought, like, mm-hmm. maybe I need to get rid of some Cs because a bunch of Ls in there. And I'm yeah. Like, there's a million different spellings of McClellan, McClelland. But you kept it, right? It's, I said, it's, yeah, I go, man, I'm, I'm in it now because it was the same thing. I was a few years in by the time yeah. I had this thought. And uh, I think Matt Billen actually changed, went to change his name for a little bit too, I think, at one point, and then kind of reversed oh. too.
1: Oh, yeah, I heard something about that. I actually thought maybe – Matt Billen isn't his real name, or is it? That's I, a you great know, question. Maybe
0: Matt Billen isn't his real name, but I've heard. that's what he started with, and they tried to go back to his real name, but figured yeah. it's a little confusing for folks, so they just went back to the Matt Billen again.
1: Yeah, also, I think it was uh, Jay Malone that did that, right? Did he really? To, is, that's what I've heard. Uh, oh, I hope... I, I don't, I don't I like know how we're him. spreading rumors uh, around, yeah, I, like Also, uh, <laughs> I've
0: heard... Also, so-and-so... <laughs> what?
1: I could be wrong, but I heard like some comic and I thought it was him like was trying it when they were getting started tried to like uh, email in for like a spot on one of the open mics at Absolute Comedy or something like that and wasn't getting booked and then so put like a few names and then one of their fake names got in. Right. And they had to go with that or something like that. I I've don't know. i heard that know. story too. Yeah. I don't know if it's an urban yeah.
0: legend or not but I've heard that story yeah. too. Yeah. They're like which, for those of you who don't know stand-up, when you go to these open mics quite often, you just put your name in and they draw names. So if you just create a few more names, obviously it <laughs> increases your chances of getting selected. Yeah. Um, I think a real famous comedian did that too. It might have been... Um, Kevin Hurt might have done that. Like, on where he's... Oh, really? Added a few names, yeah, just to see if one of them gets called. Like, oh, yeah. right. Joan Gregory, come on <laughs> up. Like, what? Your name is Joan? <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> Just get up there and start doing your bits. Give me the piece of paper. Eat it and get up there on the stage. And um, then
1: all your jokes are about your name. Like, yeah. God damn it. You look at me, you're
0: like, that doesn't look like a Joan. You're like, how am I writing 10 minutes on a name I didn't even have until nine seconds ago? But the great thing about your name, like I've watched your sets a couple of times, like you do address your name because so much of it is... You know what the audience perceives, what they think they're about to see, and so when you, the yeah. first thing they hear is your name before they physically see you, so yeah. they first hear your name when you're introduced. Then you walk out, and so what you're doing is trying to bridge that gap of let me address what yeah. I think you're already thinking
1: for sure. Yeah, and it, it, it's also like uh, sometimes I wonder if it's an easy, like too easy, but at the same time, I'm like it, it's true and it you know it works for now and it helps you. I do that opener about my name quite a bit because it just, it's quick and it, you can yeah. jump right in and yeah, it establishes who you are and then you can talk about whatever yes, you want.
0: Yes, I know what, I know already. I mean, it's a real cliche bit to people go like, I know what you're thinking, da 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 da. But it's yeah. like, it's because it works. Like that formula will work so well. Yeah. I, I, as a black guy from Newfoundland, <laughs> I often would address, start my yeah. act with that, like, uh, you know, you're like, you know, so that bit worked forever for me because it yeah. did address what people were already thinking. For sure, and I mean, but that one I feel like
1: is different because it also says something about, like, your life and where you, like, what you've experienced, you know. So I I think that's a little different, but still, yeah, you're right that it's, like, uh, it just works and you kind of have to do that. So do you think a lot about, like, what your opener is? Now I feel like when I see you, you just, you can start on anything in it you can kill.
0: I've been more reckless with it where it's kind of like, what if you don't go with something tried and true off the top? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, if you're just doing a guest spot or whatever, it's different if you're doing a bigger show, but like, yeah, can you start on something that doesn't work and can you win them over by the end of the set? So yeah, trying to challenge yourself a little bit. And I have a bunch of new ideas that I'm trying to just like, just go like, I don't really need to, Do great here yeah I mean like not an ego way but just like for sure that's not the goal tonight the goal is just to say this for the first time get some cadence down find out where some of the laughs Mm -hmm. are so I'm having a little bit less trouble doing that now which is really freeing it's still anxiety ridden you're still like I don't know how it's gonna go but yeah now it's like no one's here to see me I'm just hopping on stage anyway like you know as a jump on so
1: for sure and I mean I, I feel like people appreciate when you're on the lineup anyways like I think it adds, you're not going to bomb. So it, it, you can start off on a rocky note and if you need to, and, and then figure it fix out it. somehow.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which is great. But it's like, so it's a really, I'm in a really good space. Do you get in those flows where like you feel like ideas are coming? Um, I was talking to Adam Christie a little bit about this mm-hmm. too, where I have periods where ideas are coming. They're already almost somewhat formed already when they show up if that makes any sense and yeah. I'm in a real good flow. And then I made the mistake of taking, Oh, six weeks off stand up, And I'm like, I'm going to enjoy the rest of my summer like an idiot. Meanwhile, the muse was knocking on my door. Like, Hey, I got this bag of ideas. I'm yeah. like, bring them to somebody else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was like, I was, it was a really good fertile time for me in terms of ideas. Yeah. And it was really flowing. And now I'm back in it again. And it's That's amazing. coming again. But then I was, I lost it for a little bit. Like right. what's your process like for generating material? There's like what
1: I do habitually and then what I actually works the best that I don't do enough because I'm lazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I mean, I generally, it's like kind of the kind of, you know, think about stuff sometimes, but also let some ideas come to you and kind of take little notes of them. And then, yeah, before a set, kind of panic a bit and try to like add a little line here or there, figure out a way to get into it that makes sense. And then work it out slowly like that. But, but the way that always works the best for me is sitting down with something I want to have a joke about, like Mm -hmm. be a little bit more ambitious about it and be like, okay, this topic feels interesting to me or this opinion or whatever. And then even though I don't know where the joke is, be like, I'm not going to get up until I have, I write 10 jokes about this or something like that. And then that, it's usually like the first you know seven or garbage and then you hit on some idea or angle within that that feels really fun and then that's always the best process but i like i never do it i do it like maybe 3 times a year i force myself to sit down and work on something like that
0: and it i should just it's it always is Foolproof, productive yeah, yeah it works every time and like I will not do that yeah, <laughs> That works every time and I think I'd rather try every other Avenue except that one yeah, yeah. That's so true I think Carlin describe it as uh, um, It's funny you said like you don't know where the funny is yet you just know that that's a topic that interests you And you want to go down that road yeah. and kick it around a little bit mm-hmm. I think Carlin described it as things having comedic potential so he would sit with them then later. He'd write them all down. Then he'd pull them out and go, okay, now what is it about lawnmowers? And he would spend time then examining yeah. lawnmowers. But he knew just subconsciously there's something there. I just don't know what it is yet. Yeah. So sometimes I tell that to young comics, sometimes or new comics. Um, don't worry about being funny right off the top. Just spend time with the topic or the angle of that topic. Totally. And don't have that pressure of like, it's got to be funny right away. Because you, like you said, you might... Spend an hour with that, and you write seven jokes. Seven of them are garbage, and then you're like, oh, there's something in this eighth, ninth one. Yeah. And then that might bring you down another rabbit hole that takes you somewhere else.
1: Totally. It's just about cracking it open.
0: Right, and getting... Sifting through enough garbage Yeah To go, yeah, <laughs> no, not that Ooh, what's, that's a funky black sweater Yeah, yeah <laughs> And you throw that on And then you take shit from your fellow comics You know what I mean? Exactly, like it comes full yeah. circle It comes right back around but, um, Yeah
1: So you uh, you took a break uh, uh, how, how long have you been doing stand-up? It's, it's like
0: I walked on stage for the first time in 2004 Wow, okay Yeah, my first set ever yeah. And then, yeah. So like 15 years. Yeah, 15
1: now. years. Was six weeks the longest break you've taken? It was, yeah.
0: So that felt like forever. And it was funny because once I got back here to Halifax from mm. Calgary, I had to force myself to go down and do a spot. Like, yeah. I can't have another week go by. I'm like, and I was nervous and I was like, it was like the first time all over again.
1: Oh, man. Because I took a break this summer for, I think, I think like it was at its longest There was like a pier. I would say for the whole summer, like about four months, I wasn't doing shows as regularly as I normally do. Right. But I think there was a stretch in there of like a month and a half or two months where I literally did no shows. And that was the longest I've ever taken a break from it. And it was mostly because being out here writing for the show, I just wanted to like hang out with my family as much as I could and like have dinners and stuff like that and not always be rushing out. Yep. That's kind of how it started and then it felt good to be like (laughs) yeah, because it's been 10 years of doing stand-up So constantly and to just have a break and just be a regular person felt good But definitely going back to it was like that same like like you've never done it. It's crazy
0: It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing if something you've done for a decade Walk away from it for like eight weeks. Yeah, you're like, how do I how do I open again? What's the tagline to that thing (laughs) and I'd be in the middle of a bit And in my mind going, I don't even know how this ends. (laughs) I don't even know why I started this because I don't know (laughs) what the funny part is. You're like, your mouth is moving. You're like... Hey, you guys have faith Because we'll get there Maybe (laughs) I don't know I'm like Hey, who wants to do a tour of Halifax? Let me show you the sights And I have no idea where the sights are And I'm just (laughs) hoping we'll stumble upon something Like, oh, what's that? A crane that's fallen? Like, oh, yeah That's the thing I wanted to drive you to Uh, Is is there parking? You know, like so It is terrifying (sighs) Yeah,
1: also I love uh, your joke about the crane That I saw you do last night Oh, thanks, man Yeah. It's so funny. I was like,
0: I got to address this elephant in the room, so to speak. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyone else want to tackle that? Or we <laughs> can we sensitively walk around this thing? But uh, no, it's funny you brought that up too about having a normal life. Like that is really, really attractive too when you're a stand up and you're always rushing out the door. You're missing birthday parties. You're yeah. missing events in other people's lives. You can't have a full meal because you got to go and get on stage somewhere. So. When yeah. you take that out of your life, you become a civilian again mm-hmm. and you and it is really nice to do. Plus like you said, mm-hmm. when you're in the um, the orbit of 22 minutes and you're cranking out so much stuff creatively, you can get drained after a while. Where you're sure. like, man, I just need to unplug <laughs> and just go back to civilian life.
1: Yeah, yeah, and 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 like having like going I, I I feel like it also, I mean, I have yet to see the proof of this idea, but I think it'll end up hopefully making uh, you push yourself a little further in your comedy. Like like just for me, uh, there were so many things that I like. I feel like I was doing by habit with comedy like that, like, you know, not really working on bits, but just expecting myself to kind of come up with stuff on the way to shows and whatever. But definitely the break made me like sit down and go, okay, what bits was I working on? What right. are which... Of those, do I actually care about and want to ha- like make work? And what what of them are just like, they work because they work, but they're not really yeah. the best I could be doing or something it's like that. Yeah,
0: know? that's exactly what happened with me. It was almost like it was an unintentional audit yeah. of my material. Totally. Was that's like, the perfect the way to The ones I it. came back to, I was like, oh, I must really be excited about you because you're the first ones I went to. Yeah, And they were newer. And I'm like, so I think you're right. Sometimes it is a good idea. Because you can, Mm. I get it. I mean, I think we all do need work ethic and we can probably all look and go, we can be doing more. I think you also have to recognize and be self-aware to go, wow, I'm spent right now and I need time to kind of refresh Mm -hmm. and just live some life. And also the beauty of living some life is that quite often that's where ideas come from. You know, you went to dinner with your family and the waiter Mm -hmm. said something and like that comedic instinct is always there and it's always working subconsciously yeah doesn't mean you're sitting down writing things or you're on a stage it just means like that mindset's always there yeah just go live some life travel go to dinner go to movies yeah but sometimes we kind of forget that because like gotta get to a stage gotta get to a stage you know yeah
1: i mean i'm really impressed with your work (laughs) ethic because it seems like you keep like stand-up going pretty consistently while you're doing this
0: yeah i try to that was the big fear the big fear was stand-up is like a muscle and it'll atrophy if I don't use it because I saw people who were stand-ups get a tv show like a sitcom or something yeah and then you saw them on stage and you're like that's a great stand-up but then you saw them and you realized like they weren't what they were because they became full fully immersed in the stand-up world and right. they, and then or the, the sitcom world yeah and it might have been like not only are they staring at it they're writing it they're editing it they're producing it like a lot they're wearing a lot of hats
1: yeah for sure and I thought
0: you really have to force yourself to still get to a stand up stage and still develop material. Yeah. So I was like I want to be that guy. I don't want to be the person who's like, "Oh, I just do this thing now and my stand up just kind of falls away," you know? Yeah. Now, do you do
1: you uh like when you think about like where you want to go in stand up, do you picture like like uh putting out a bunch of specials or like do you have any plans to go to the states or like I feel like you're so uh I mean, obviously successful in Canada and at home here in Canada, but like, what is your, what, what do you kind of imagine aiming towards?
0: I'd like to do, just to enter- entertain as many people as possible. So I'd like to play other countries, I'd like to play mm-hmm. in America, I'd like to, like go to the UK. I'd like to go to Australia. I'd like to just keep expanding and putting stuff out there in the world and kind of see wherever it goes. That's awesome. Uh, Like to put out a few specials. I think that'd be good too, to have that volume and body of work. It's funny. We had this conversation too with Adam about the concept of the special. I don't know what your thoughts are on this. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole thing now is the hour, the new hour, the new hour. And I wonder if does the hour, is that, is that a reasonable benchmark now? or can someone get the same the same impact from just a funny clip they recorded at a comedy club that's yeah. a 5 minute bit about hats and that thing goes viral and now that person's playing sold out venues or do they need that full hour special that's on Netflix or on Amazon Prime do you know what I mean like I don't even know yeah. the metrics anymore cuz things seem to have yeah
1: i also don't know like i you're i think you're definitely in terms of just like career success you're right it does, there's no one path it could, it's not linear but um but I also even think like creatively it doesn't need to be the benchmark because why why is that why do we have to work within those parameters mm-hmm. like you should just have whatever you're doing should fulfill you creatively and then that should be the thing that hopefully is the thing that connects with other people and like uh i mean or it could go the other way too like there's this comic that i love so much right now uh named daniel kitson
0: have you ever heard of him by any chance Daniel Kitson i may have worked with <clears throat> him no never mind oh. it wasn't him it was someone else but go ahead well
1: he uh he's like this uh i think british comic but he I, like, looked for his albums before on iTunes or something because someone recommended uh, him to me, and I, like, there aren't any. And so I just thought, oh, I I guess he doesn't really have any or whatever. And then I stumbled across his sound uh, – wow. or no, uh, uh, what's it called? Band Camp? Band Camp. Okay. And he has, like, seven albums. They're all, like, two hours long or something. Wow. And he takes these crazy – premise it's not even a crazy premise but he just really commits to something like i was listening to this one album and the whole thing is about how he can't dance wow and about his like insecurities about dancing like why he can't just let himself feel free to dance and then through that he ties in very traditional stand-up like stories and Mm -hmm. observations but it's all linked to this one idea and that is so cool and that's not really a Regular hour you would see on Netflix right, but I think it's I I just love that idea of
0: make it what you want Yeah, yeah Well, I think musicians are doing that more so now too. where you know You might not see a full album from somebody but they release like a single or one track and maybe they put a video with it Maybe they don't yeah, but they leave it up to themselves to go We're gonna put out content the way we want to put it out if that means a full album and a tour behind that, we'll do that. And if not, it's like, ah, here's a single we we're working on, and uh, that'll you can have that for a little while. It's like, yeah. So I don't know if a lot of comedians seem bound by want to make the album and get the new hour, and I'm respectful of all that. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just for us, more so, just to document our own career sure. and just to see if we can do it, and I want to capture this period of my creative life. And uh, but yeah, the whole concept of the hour itself, it's like you know, musicians don't go. Oh, the album's got to be ten songs long or twelve songs long. Yeah, the album could be seven songs. Yeah, you know, but we have this standard of it's got to be sixty minutes, and so, and I guess that's born of being in comedy clubs and how a show is structured and how much time you were paid to do at a at a show, forty-five yeah. to an hour. Yeah, that's a good
1: point. It is, but uh, but I yeah, it's, it's thinking of it like singles is an interesting idea to me. Like putting out cause yeah i guess you you put out quite a few videos right like i'll see yeah. on instagram and stuff and i love that like i like like it feels like it's just constantly you're just always putting out content And that Generating. seems pretty cool yeah. yeah
0: And I'm looking at it more From like that Gary V model Of like just documenting things So part of that stand-up Part of that's like your daily life Part yeah. of that is Stuff going on at 22 Like you can just document Where you are As opposed to like Always trying to be funny And always trying to like Here's another stand-up clip Yeah Because you only have So much stand-up clips And like that's my old special So I've just been cutting that up And putting it out incrementally Like just yeah. here's stuff And a lot of it's stuff I don't do on stage anymore anyway So I'm not really burning Yeah, anything. that's amazing uh, I see some some stand up too kind of clever they're doing uh when they deal with the audience they're like you're not burning any material and i'm like so here's me talking to someone in the front row about their oh, hat yeah. and i'm like it's a great interaction it looks clever it's off the top of your head you look brilliant plus you've seen none of my acts and i'm like clever well oh done. that is good yeah Touché. that's true but i think about that all the time i go uh, angela johnson i remember being in san francisco years ago do you know who angela johnson is she did the vietnamese nail lady thing yeah yeah she took she took a stand up comedy Course at a um, At a church group or something Because she needed something to do So she took it They asked her to write some material For the for the class she was doing She wrote that bit That one on YouTube It went viral Next thing you know She's playing theaters
1: Holy do you know crap. what I mean?
0: Like Now that's a one-off case But yeah. it is a good example of if people just like that sample of what they've seen, mm-hmm. it's like, well, they're probably interested enough to come see you live, do whatever. For so, sure. you know, the big production of a, puts a ton of money into a Netflix special doesn't really need to be the case. It's yeah. like she got that later down the road. But, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I don't know. I think about that a lot these days, about like the hour and the concept of the hour. And does anyone want to listen to anyone for an hour anymore? You know?
1: Yeah. Oh, man. It's I. I. Like, I'll, there's so much stand-up available now, and so I'll, like, I don't listen to as much stand-up as I used to, but I'll still try to give everything a shot, and if it doesn't hook me in the first, like, five minutes, I'd rather not, like, absorb it passively. Like, I want to only watch something if I really love it, and if I'm going to, like, pay attention to it and remember it. That's the big thing, because I'm, like, so worried about, like watching a stand-up special that I don't really care about and then my mind drifting off, but then some joke idea sinks in, and I hate that. Like, that yeah. fear is not worth it to me, so... Right.
0: You're that that'll creep into your... Yeah. ...your act somehow, subconsciously? Yeah, or
1: especially now with, like, writing sketches. Right. Like, I don't want to suggest an idea for someone else's sketch. Like, oh, how about this line? And then that came from something that I... Right. ...wasn't actively listening to, you know? Yeah. so. That's like a big fear, even though it—I don't think it's ever happened, so I don't know why I'm so worried about it. Yeah, but, you know. Um, but uh, it, also, like the idea of documenting your life is uh, is interesting to me because I—I'm I, not—I'm like so uncomfortable with social media, <laughs> but I like when other people do it. Like there are people I follow, not just comics, but like like comic book illustrators and stuff that I yeah, like. Yeah. I love to see. What's going on? But I just can't do it.
0: Well, it's funny, man. Like, I think comedians, it's strange because we get on stage, we have a microphone, we stand in front of everybody, like, look at me, everybody. Yeah. But then subconsciously, we're like... Uh, I I really don't want Everyone to look at me And I Whatever yeah. It's like so the first time I had merch Like to stand In the back oh, of the room God. With a t-shirt And like <laughs> Yeah you probably Have t-shirts at home Don't even worry about it mm, You know I, I get why You wouldn't want one But you almost are Like trying to persuade people Not to get it Because you're so And the comics of course Are like What do you got merch <laughs> Oh look at this guy Who wants you Running a gap over here Oh fellas Look at Like so there's that, Again that whole That whole <laughs> just uh, environment engulfs you all the time yeah but i'm like i get that but i what i re, what i had to accept was mm-hmm. not it's not an ego thing it's not it's just that our lives are pretty unique yeah. as a comedian and so for most people a peek behind the curtain is a, is interesting to them because they're like you know especially now like you're you're a stamp comedian you're writing on a tv show like it's not everyone's life so if you're like hey it's mace whatever here's a day in my life or here's what i'm doing today or whatever like for people who are Mace Galoni fans, that's a, that's a good in, insight. So it's not as much, because you see it as self-serving probably, You're like, oh my God, this is so like, look how amazing I am. It's like, I don't view it that way. I view it as like, no, I'm just sharing something that's different that you may not have access to.
1: That Well, that's what's so crazy is that I feel, it feels so self-serving when I try to do it. Like, it feels like I'm just, like it's a an ad. Mm-hmm but i never feel that way when i see i mean obviously there are some comics that go over the top with it right. I, but those are the it's not even that they're going over the top it's that it feels fake yes and i think we like you know you we all know yeah. we have our but but like i generally do not feel that when i see a comic doing that like yeah. it feel i'm also
0: like oh what's their life like i'm curious it's yeah. cool and I, yet, I can't get past that. And if someone you were into, like, you know, your favorite band or whatever, mm-hmm. and they had that, you would be all over that. You'd be like, oh totally. man, what's going on on their tour? Or do they have something coming up I want to know? Or whatever. So. I look at it like that as more just sharing your life, and it's not even as. Um, but it did take me a while to get to that point of like, okay, this is not self-serving. This is literally just being vulnerable, you yeah. know, which yeah, I think also helps
1: your comedy. You nailed it. That's exactly the, the feeling. Ability. of Then that's the problem with the the comics that do it, and it doesn't feel right because it doesn't feel like they're being being vulnerable. It feels like they're constructing yes. some identity, and you're and yeah, you you're just like, don't buy it.
0: You're like, I know you. Yeah. That's not who you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're like, and yeah. I'm
1: I i do not know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> making. Huge judgments while scrolling through Instagram, but still. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and I think, too, the way I've looked at it is uh, it doesn't have to be about all your successes either. Like, it can be about shit that hasn't worked or failure or just a normal day. Like, I do have a problem with, like, hey, look how I'm crushing it. Like, that annoys me. I don't enjoy that because I'm like, yeah, but that's not... You're only showing us that. What mm. about the night the before where you didn't crush it? You yeah. know, like there was nothing about that, was there? Like, so you're just doing selective like cuts yeah. of, you know, I'm like, no, no. Tell me about like, wow, that was rough or <laughs> I had a shit day. Like to me, that's more vulnerable and more real. And I also think sometimes people relate more to the failures because that's totally. people are like a lot of people are struggling. And so they can relate more to like shit not working out. Yeah You know what I mean Yeah As opposed to Look how amazing I am I'm crushing it It's like Oh wow Good for you Cause I'm over here As a single mom With three kids And I'm Mm -hmm. trying to keep The lights on Like good for you And you're crushing it On your (laughs) private jet With your Rolex Like do you know what I mean Like Does that give them hope I don't know if it does I don't think It's hope creating at all To be fair But anyway Follow me on Insta Um (laughs) Yeah, everybody. So that was part one of my conversation with Mr. May Scaloni. Ah, oh, what a good dude! I think uh, I knew you'd enjoy that one. Hmm? Now you can't wait to hear part two next week. That's how it works. She's all two-parters, mostly two-parters. That's that's how I roll now. That's how that's how it, that's how it falls. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that conversation. Anyway, folks, uh, I hope you have a fantastic week out there and uh, be kind to each other when you can. Be kind to yourself, you know? Stop beating yourself up about the stuff that happened in the past or what you didn't do. Like, let it go. Move on. You know, it's old news, okay? Yesterdays are like french fries. They're horrible leftover. Write that down. Write that down. (coughs) Okay? Just move on. Let it go. Learn from it. It's a new week. It's a new day, all right? And, uh, and uh, yeah, don't overthink stuff. Just enjoy yourself. Be good to yourself. And then you can be good to other people. But I've learned this. If you're not good to yourself, really hard to be good to other people. It just is. You, just, you haven't trained yourself to do it yet. So you start with you. And, and uh, be good to other people, you know. Have a fantastic week. You know, get the sweaters out. You know, it's, if you're in Canada right now, if you, you find that sweater. Okay? You need to start flying your hats, your mitts, all that stuff. I know some of you are already wearing it. You're like Trent. What are you talking about, man? I've been wearing that stuff for three weeks. I get it, but for the rest of us, okay, you need to start digging that stuff out, okay? Because it's coming. The old man's called, and he's like, "Hey, it's me, old man Winter, and I'm on a I'm in an Uber right now, and I'm heading for your town." All right. So you need to make sure you got that stuff ready to rock and roll. Get your ice scraper out, okay? Might want to start getting those winter tires on. I know you don't want to hear this stuff. I'm just telling you the reality of the- of life, people. Okay? I don't make the schedule. I just play the games. Okay? That's how I roll. All right? So get all that stuff ready to rock and roll. And, uh, you know, then you're prepared. You're not blindsided. Anyway, after that motivational talk, I will uh, let you go. Have a fantastic week. As always, I appreciate all the support with the podcast and with Stand Up and with uh, 22 Minutes, of course. And uh, thank you so much for it all. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next week for part two with Mace Colon.